0: Okay, so this Sunday, we're celebrating our Thanksgiving, right? And next week, we are celebrating another celebration. Who can guess? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I said next Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be welcome giving. So, invite your friends. What is that? Thanksgiving, right? diba And the next week is going to be welcome giving. Uh, Delayed reaction. (laughs) Okay. So let's have some Thanksgiving trivia this morning. Okay. We have a prize for the winner. Okay. uh, You're going to eat one whole turkey. Okay. During lunch. Thanksgiving occurs on the... 4th Thursday in November, 3rd Thursday of November, 24th of November each year, or it depends on what the new president of the United States wants? Huh? Number one? Okay, the answer is number one. Okay, which of the following were not served at the Pilgrim's Thanksgiving meal? Cranberries, corn, and mashed potatoes, rabbit, chicken, wild turkey, and dried fruit? Venison, deer meat, fish, goose, chicken joy, and burger steak? Okay, one and four, okay. Next, approximately how many turkeys are eaten each year on Thanksgiving in the U.S.? 51 million, 10 million, 100 million? Huh? The answer is 51 million. That's from 2015 statistics. Okay. The pilgrims came to the new world seeking religious freedom and were also called the Puritans because they wanted to purify the teachings and ceremonies of the Church of England. Second, they're called the great explorers because they found a good and fertile land. Third, The wanderers, because they wandered all over the world till they discovered America. And lastly, they were immigrants because they migrated from the Philippines to the U.S. for the great American dream. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm sure you're gonna get number four. Okay, the answer is number one. Okay, lastly, Black Friday, deals are best in Walmart, Best Buy, Target, SM, Costco, Amazon, Robinsons, none of the above. Okay, best deals are at 99 cents. Okay, so good morning everyone. Welcome to CCF. Okay, so I'm sure everybody's awake, right? Okay, let's watch this one. Lights off, please.
1: Oh, here it comes. Oh, oh, nice i was 90 degrees. I You so like, oh, I I <laughs> <see>. know You know what? Okay. So, this way. Oh, thank you. I've had Thanksgiving and then had a She had a last She I love it. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know to like. Where we can pass across. <laughs> yeah. Right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a king. <laughs>
2: I think
3: if they get rid of number forty-five, they got a shot to go all the way this year.
2: You didn't hear about it, Margaret? No one heard? No,
1: no idea. God, I don't. And then there's right. Thanksgiving, and then of course, you kind of try. <laughs> yeah. We just need direction. to cook this if not, going to yes. eat it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> This morning, I have entitled my message forgets something since it's Thanksgiving okay it's supposed to be forget something not "forgot something okay did we ever forget to say thank you to people around us more so did we ever say thank you to God who gave us salvation who gave us good health who gave us all the good things in life? I hope not. But this morning, this is what we're going to unveil because many people nowadays have forgotten what Thanksgiving is all about. You go to the offices, you go to your relatives' places, you go to your friends, everybody's talking about what to serve on Thanksgiving. People are talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, people are thinking of what am I gonna buy this Thanksgiving for Christmas? I hope I'm included in that. But most of the time, oftentimes, people forget the very essence why we are celebrating Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was celebrated long or years, hundreds of years ago. When the Puritans came to this country, It's because they wanted to cleanse the practices of the then Catholic Church, or they were called the Protestants. And when they came over, they started to rejoice and praise God for the bounty that they have received. Today, we have diluted thanksgiving. Yes, we say thank you, just for the heck of saying thank you and we don't even mean it. Do you know what thank you is? Do I know what thank you is? And most people are having this ingratitude (coughs) attitude, mainly because people feel that they are entitled to something. This is the century of entitlement. Wherein people feel that they are entitled to something, that is why they are in gratitude. There were two friends. They met one day at Walmart. And then this guy was, he looked so sad. So this friend asked, hey, how are you doing? Oh, he said, well, you know what? Three weeks ago, my nephew died. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But you know what, he left me $45,000. So, oh, that's a big money. So, what's going on? Well, two weeks ago, my aunt died. And he left me about half a million US dollars. Oh, that's a huge sum of money. So what's going on, why are you still sad? It's, you know, it's a blessing. Even though your aunt died. Uh, You know what? Last week, my great-great-uncle died, and he left me 19 acres of land. Oh, that's a huge blessing. So, what else? Why are you still so sad? It's almost end of the week, and nobody has died yet. That's what you call entitlement. We are not grateful because we feel that we are entitled to something. We are ungrateful to God because we feel that God owes us something because we are always in church. Sometimes we feel we are ungrateful because we feel that God is supposed to bless us because we're giving our tithes. Sometimes parents are ungrateful to their children because what? They feel that they are entitled to something. Or looking at it the other way around, sometimes children are ungrateful for the things that their parents are doing because they feel that they are entitled to it. They are our parents anyway. They have to do that. Right? Right? Now, let's unveil gratitude in the light of what the Bible is telling us. If you have your Bibles with you, or you can look at the screen, let's look at Luke chapter 17. Let's start reading, or let's listen from it, verses 11 to 19. Ojo.
1: Now on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went along, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He fell with his face to the ground at Jesus' feet and thanked him Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to turn back and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to the man, Get up and go your way. Your faith has
0: made you well. The first thing that we need to be thankful for is our salvation. Uh, Based on the story, we saw that Jesus was traveling, going to Jerusalem, and he was between the borders of Samaria and Galilee. Now, according to Bible scholars, that's about 68 miles. And if you're walking four miles per hour, you should be arriving at your destination at around 18 hours. But in reality, it will take about, on the average, a person to walk four days to reach his destination. While on his way to Jerusalem, he saw ten lepers. What is a leper? I'm sure not all of you have seen a leper. I have not seen a person with leprosy. Wikipedia, and it tells us that leprosy is actually, is known as Hansen's disease. Okay, it is a long it is a long term infection and caused by, bacilli, mycobacterium, and mycobacterium lepromatosis. That's why I didn't get med- medicine. Difficult to pronounce, right? But for those of you who have not seen a leper this is normally how the lepers hand would look like it becomes numb. now the Bible always compares leprosy to sin why because when we are in sin we become numb to the things of this world and more often when we become callous to it sometimes we don't even realize that we are sinning why because we got used to it. And when a person, and the leper, when he is infected with that infectious disease, in some parts of his body, he can't feel anything. It becomes numb. And sometimes part of the limb will just fall off. And he didn't notice that it's already gone. When you have leprosy, you cannot hide from it. When you are in sin, you think you can hide from it? No. Sin is very obvious. In fact, in Leviticus chapter 13, Moses told the people, or this is the practice that they have during the time, when a person has leprosy, he is given a set of clothes, okay, and he has long hair. And when he walks, He would put down the hair in front of his face, and whenever he walks, he would say, unclean, unclean, unclean. So when people hear somebody unclean, they know that there is a leper going to pass by, and they would run away because they don't want to be infected by the disease. And in short, it looks awful when you have leprosy. You will not be handsome, you will not be beautiful. Why? Because of the effect of leprosy. And in fact, in most countries, they have, especially in the Philippines, we have what we call penal or leprous colony. Oh, that's in Palawan, right? And it is also true in some countries. They live in a secluded place, away from civilization, away from their family, away from the people that they love. They cannot even hug their loved ones because of the disease. And leprosy kills. Leprosy kills. So is, when we are living in sin, it will make us die. What is that death? The Bible describes that death as the spiritual death there are two types of death you have the physical death and you have the spiritual death the bible says in romans 323 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god nobody is exempted i am a sinner even if your name is perfecto, you're still not perfect you're still a sinner why because the Bible clearly says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God none of us can ever boast that we are good there's nothing good in us because why we are all sinners we are all sinners and the Bible says that for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ jesus our lord john 3 16 further says that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but will have everlasting life put your name for god so love me for god so love mario for god so love Juana. For God so loved George that he gave his one and only son. Are you willing to give up your child for somebody else? Probably not. But God, the creator of heavens and earth, who owns the universe, who created you and me, and while we were yet in sin, God sent His Son to die for you and for me. We're all doomed to die. We don't deserve anything. But the Bible says, God has given us the gift. In John ten ten, it says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that you and I may have an abundant life. The moment we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, even though how dirty we are, even though we have committed the biggest sin in the world, the Bible says that he will wash your heart and make it white as snow. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4, it says, Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We are healed. We don't deserve good life. We deserve to be doomed. We deserve to be in hell because of our sin. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you came. Imagine the Son of God crucified on the cross in your place. He has committed no sin. He willingly suffered on the cross to save you and me. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me live a victorious life. The first thing we need to do is to thank God. Thank God for what? Thank God for salvation. Because God has saved you and me at the expense of his only begotten son. Are you still awake? You guys are so quiet. It's cold. Thank God for the good things. Thank God for the good things. Let's all read Deuteronomy. We start with verse 7 in chapter 8. Everybody? For the Lord your God is bringing you the good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs, gushing out into the valleys and hills. Okay, before we proceed, we're studying the book of Exodus, right? And we have learned in Exodus that the people of Israel, they were brought out of bondage. They were enslaved for 400 years in Egypt. And they were brought out through the leadership of Moses. Okay, and Moses is about, is is giving his valedictory speech. They are about to enter the promised land. But unfortunately, Moses will not be joining them. And because of that, moses is starting to give his valedictory speech so he said for the lord your god is going to bring you to a place that he has promised you let's continue So Moses was telling them, you're going to enter the promised land, but do not forget the Lord your God. I know most of us are very industrious. Some of us are even supporting some our families back in the Philippines. And because of that, we work, work, work. Some of us even have two jobs. And you will tell me, Pastor Reg, the reason why I have a Lamborghini, it's because, you know, I'm very good. Pastor Reg, the reason why I have seven-room houses, it's because, you know, I earn a lot. But the Bible says, remember, it is God who gives you the ability to acquire wealth. And oftentimes, we pray to God, Lord, bless me. And when God blesses us, we forget God. We even forget to go to church on Sunday. And we even forget to give our tithe. But when we were in need, you we were crying, Lord, please bless me. Lord, I need, I need this job. And when you got the job, we can't even see you in church. Oh, Pastor Rich, I will just watch online. You're watching online, and after a month or two, you're now watching different things online. Why? We tend, or we have, the propensity to forget God. Let's thank God for the shelter that we have. Let's thank God for the food that we have on the table even if you have placed it in the microwave three times or four times already. Let's thank God that we still have money to pay for our credit cards. Let's thank God we are getting allowance from our parents. Let's thank God for the opportunity of going to schools. Let's thank God for wearing that, that Prada. <laughs> Let's thank God for wearing that true religion jeans. <laughs> Let's thank God. Let's thank God for the sports card that you have. Remember, it is God. Remember, it is God. Remember it is God. It is not you. If you boast that it is you. Let's wait till God close all the pores in your body. Let's see what will happen to you. The very reason you are still breathing it's because of God. The very reason you have that coach bag because of God. Nakita ko yung bag ni ano eh, coach, couch. Everything that you have is not yours. It belongs to God. No matter how we argue, it is God. In fact, we need to thank God for our spouses. Why are you laughing? Even if your spouse waistline is already 38. you still need to thank God. Amen? Amen. Parents, thank God for your children. Parents, thank God for your children. Even if You sometimes feel that they are ungrateful. Thank God for your children. Your children are a blessing from the Lord. And children, you're not excluded from this. Thank God from your parents. How would your life be if your parents do not cook meal for you? When you were studying, when you were a little kid, how will life be if your parents were not there to take care of you? You know, the problem is, it is our nature to be ungrateful. The issue is not being grateful. The issue is us having the attitude of gratefulness. I remember my son. Whenever we would eat and when he will pray, she always, he always includes in his prayer, thank you, Lord, for mommy who cooks very good. That's why, guys, if you want to eat delicious food, go to our house. But make sure you pass by Seafood City, okay, so my wife can cook for you. Amen? Thank God for your friends. Thank God for your friends. And you know there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and it is Jesus. Thank God for the friendship that Jesus has given you. You know what? Many things to thank God for. In fact in some churches when you say thank God everybody yells and everybody shout but in here yes <laughs> amen <laughs> In fact in some churches when they do praise and worship the Lord the young people comes forward and they dance in front but in here lumalabas ang litid ni What's his name? Peter? Everybody! Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But when it is our basketball fan, (laughs) But with God, Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Why are we like that? Isn't it that when we talk about God's goodness, and God's faithfulness, aren't we supposed to be jumping? Amen. Isn't it that God is good? Is God good? Amen. So we need to thank God. remember... It is God. If you forget all the things that have we have talked this morning, you forget about the joke that I have earlier, just don't forget, it is God. It is God who gives you the ability to acquire wealth. It is God that gives you the blessing. It is God that gives you the life. It is God who gave you that salvation. Thank God even the life that you have. it is God Amen Amen. Are you still awake? I promise that I will not talk long because there's going to be feasting downstairs You know you, t- you need to thank God even that you know Duterte won the presidency and Donald Trump won the presidency i not Hillary Amen. you know what even if the president is a wicked president the Bible says that God can turn the hearts of the king wherever he wants I know most of you did not vote for Trump But didn't you hear what he said? You will now hear Merry Christmas again. Why? Because even if Trump is sometimes just like D, God is turning the hearts of our leaders wherever he wants. So thank God for our government officials. Thank God for this country. Thank God for this country. All, most of us, 90% are what? Immigrants. Thank God. Thank God for everything. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I am not saying you thank God for the problems that you have. You need to thank God because God is going to help you go through that problem. Thank God because He is strengthening us. Thank God that he is developing our character because God wants us to be Christ-like. The troubles that we are going through right now, we don't thank God for the troubles, but we thank God because God is going to deliver us from the troubles that we are into. It may be a bad decision that we have done in the past, but the Bible says God is going to deliver you. Even Apostle Paul He didn't live a very luxurious life, but he said, the grace of God is sufficient for me. Amen? Amen. We have experienced a lot of things in our lives. Let's look back. A lot to thank God for. This morning, so that ends my introduction. (laughs) This morning, we have a brother and a sister who will be sharing with us how thankful they are for what? For salvation. How thankful they are because of the restoration that God has done in our lives. You know, God is in the business of restoring the lives of people. God is in the business of changing us from one degree of glory to another degree of glory to another degree of glory. Because the Bible says that he has transferred us from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of light. And this couple, God has transferred them from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of light. Let's welcome Dexter and Marielle. Good morning.
4: Uh, Good morning. My name is Dexter DeJesus. When I was 18 years old, I decided to migrate to the U.S. on a tourist visa. Back then... My plan was to have a greener pasture, so I decided to work here in spite of my tourist status. After six months, I was able to apply for a student visa and was able to get my driver's license. After that, everything seems to go well. I was able to get a stable job, my own car, and a place of my own where I can bring girls I meet on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And because I was doing well, I was able to help my sisters in the Philippines to finish college. I could say I was living the life, and this went on for the next five years. After that, I began to feel homesick and began to long to go home to the Philippines. But because of my status, I could not leave the U.S. One of my teachers had told me about getting a fixed marriage in order to get a green card. I felt that this was the only way for me to fix my status so I can go home. So in August 2012, I entered into a fixed marriage with a girl who was not the love of my life. I had to pay her $500 a month so that she will stay in our marriage until I get my green card. After a while, while, I was having a hard time paying her because all my bills are piling up. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to pray. In November of the same year, I met the love of my life my ex girlfriend, who is now my wife.
2: Good morning. My name is Mariel de Jesus. I grew up in a Christian family, went to a Christian school, and as a child was actively involved in church. My mom would bring us to Bible study every Wednesday and church every Sunday. But as I grew older, I found myself feeling empty and unhappy. I felt that there was something missing in my life. As years passed, these feelings continued and even worse. I found myself drowning myself in friends, in cigarettes and alcohol. I tried to find the missing piece through relationships and felt the need for attention. These lead to relationship after relationship. Finally, I ended up in a relationship that I knew wasn't right. And so then, to escape the relationship, I left for the US in 2010 on a tourist visa. When I moved to California, I was convinced by a friend to get a student visa. Eventually, I got tired of going to school just to keep my status, and then I heard of a fixed marriage. So I grabbed the opportunity and married a guy for papers. But then I fell in love, but not with the guy I married. I had fallen in love with a different guy. After a few weeks in our relationship with Dexter, I found out I was pregnant. I was confused and I really don't know how I felt. At first I was happy and then I realized that this was not, going, not good for my plans. So I turned myself to the Lord after so long. I prayed to him again and asked for his plans for me and the baby. I was praying for his will in my life. I realized that all my life I had been in control and I have never asked for his will. This time I prayed, Lord God, may your will be done and I will follow.
4: After learning that Marielle was pregnant, I became worried because of my ongoing petition for my green card. I asked myself, do I stay in this relationship or I will continue to pursue my green card? Marielle, Marielle then brought me to CCF LA Here, I felt blessed and began to forget my worries. I had been working seven days a week, but then had the conviction to request for a Sunday off so I can attend church every week. We began to come to church weekly and later attend a couple's D group every Friday. In our group, we shared our situation and our struggles. I was honest with them that I still didn't know what to do, but at the same time, wanted to glorify God. I kept praying for the right decisions because I know that no matter what I do, God is taking care of me. So in late 2013, Marielle and I decided to divorce our spouses so we can be together to give up our green card and wait for God's answer to our prayers. And then came the hard part. As a man living under the same roof, in the same bed, with the love of my life and the mother of my daughter, was a struggle. It was difficult situation and there was a constant temptation to give into the desires of the flesh. The sexual tension between us was so strong that we would end up arguing and fighting over the smallest of issues. But in my mind, I knew that we had to stick it out until we were married. This went for two long years. Jeremiah 29:11 to 14 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, Plans to give you hope and a future, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. As we waited, we obeyed and became faithful to learn more about God and His plans for us. Re- we regularly attended Sunday service and the group meetings.
2: Dexter started attending CCFLA services and D group with me and little by little I felt God starting I felt God starting to work in me. I felt his comfort, his presence which I had been longing for. As we waited for the decisions on our respective divorces God teaching us to be patient and to have self-control. It was not easy, and temptation was a big part of our daily lives. But prayers was our weapon, and God was gracious in his protection to keep us from sinning. In December 2015, 10 days before Christmas, God gave us his present, an answered prayer that was long anticipated. We got the final decision to our divorces and now we were free to marry each other. God is truly amazing. On January twenty twenty-three of twenty sixteen, we drove to Las Vegas and got married. To our surprise, on the way back home on our D group, family threw us as a beautiful and intimate wedding reception. We had never felt this loved and complete before. Our hearts was are filled with not just love, but with gratitude and wonder on how God had orchestrated our lives.
4: Today, we may not yet have a green card, but God gave us something more than what we had planned for. He gave us a church to belong to, the groupmates who are not just friends, but our family. He gave us the desires of our hearts to become a family, but more than that, He has given us His grace.
2: Every day, God still continues to teach us and we are learning as Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. He had taught us that if we love him and obey him no matter what, we will experience his blessing and presence in our life. I am very thankful to God that despite all our sins and shortcomings, he never left us. I praise and thank God for the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, without whom we would not be saved. I thank God for his faithfulness that he always, he's always there to guide us. I am thankful too for my husband for always reminding me how loved and blessed I am.
4: I am thankful to the Lord because he never let me down. He stayed beside me throughout all my struggles and lifted up when I was down. He has given me a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. And I am thankful, thankful for my wife for her patience and understanding, for staying with me through thick and thin, and for not leaving me when I was a hot-headed partner. We have experienced God's grace and his favor upon us. And we are thankful for being on the, on the receiving end of his love. Truly, it is amazing to be loved by an amazing God. To God be the glory. Don't you think God is good?
0: God is in the, pre- in the business of changing lives and restoring relationship. So going back to the 10 lepers, I told you it's just, that's just an introduction. Uh, going back to the 10 lepers, we learned that when they saw Jesus, they shouted and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Why were they shouting? Because they cannot go near Jesus, because they were declared unclean. And Jesus told them, Go. Show yourself to the priest. Now, the priests during those times are not only in charge of the activities in the church. They were also in charge of giving a health bill to those who were declared unclean. So when they go to the priest, the priest will inspect their bodies. And then at the end, the priest has the final say, you're good to go. But on the way, the Bible says, they started. The limbs that were missing started to go back. The skins that looked like rugged terrain started to become smooth. And they said, "Oh, I'm healed. Oh, it's cool." However there was a foreigner. The Bible says he was a Samaritan. He turned his back, went to Jesus, and with a loud voice, he thanked Jesus for what he has done. Many times, Many times, it's not in CCF, it's outside. Many times, we say thank you just in our heart. And we forget to express our gratitude to the person. Dexter and Marielle, when we asked them to testify, they immediately said yes, why? Because of gratitude. Because of gratitude. Many Christians are in gratitude. According to one of the leaders, his name is Andy Stanley, he said, ingratitude has a tendency to shut down the whole relationship. And one of the reasons why families are not understanding each other because of ingratitude. Why did he say that? Sometimes the mother thinks that the children are ungrateful because they never said thank you. Sometimes the wife thinks that the husband is ungrateful because he never said thank you and even vice versa. Gratitude is never natural to us. But if we learn to start practicing gratitude, how do you practice gratitude? In Psalms, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If If you have that gratitude in your heart, say it. Express it. Say thank you. Are you still here? Ingratitude destroys a lot of families. Why? Because the other person feels that he is not accepted. Why? Because nobody recognizes the things that he's doing. He further said, Andy Stanley said, unexpressed gratitude is ingratitude no matter how you say thank you in your heart, and you have not expressed that thank you to the person that you're grateful of, he said it's still in gratitude. And also one of the reasons why many of us fail to express our gratitude to the person, it's because of pride. And this has ruined a lot of relationships. This morning, we're going to have some practice. I want the families to group together. Those of you who don't have families, stay with your friend or probably with your D group. Let's do it now. The parents with the children or siblings to siblings. Now, if you are alone, you don't have anybody, your relative is not here, go to your D group member. And we're going to have some practice. (laughs) Guys, this is going to be good stuff.
3: All right. You heard Pastor Reggie. Families sit together Jillian your father is calling you
0: okay, sit no, together nobody leaves the, the, the sanctuary yet we're not finished
3: we're not eating yet oh where are you guys going not yet not yet sit with your families you don't have to stand just sit with your families All right, this is like your D group, huh? Right? Pastor Reggie, may I ask you who is the first who is our first disciples or disciples? I do not know. You don't know. No. What's the answer? My family family is your first discipleship group. What good is it, Pastor Reggie right? If we disciple other people, but we are not able to disciple our families. We are not doing what we are preaching.
0: Okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, when I was contemplating of, of what we're going to do this morning, I felt that God is telling me that there's going to be restoration of relationship this morning. Amen. Relationships that have been tarnished because of ingratitude. God is going to restore that. There's going to be healing of relationships this morning. Little things, little cracks affects relationships. So this is what we will do. Husband and wives, say thank you to each other. Don't just say thank you, huh? Be be specific. And it should come from the heart. Sweetheart, thank you. For what? For the very nice meal that you always cook. For ironing my clothes. For what? And then children, parents. Oftentimes, our children just hear from us. I want you to say thank you to your children. Thank you for what? Your children has done a lot of good things, right? Simple things like setting the table, washing the dishes, say thank you to them. And you know what, children? Take time to say thank you to your parents. I would like to say thank you to my parents, but dear God, it was too late. I'd like to say thank you to my stepdad, who at least gave my mother a name, but it's too late. My life was full of anger. My life was full of ingratitude. I don't want that to happen to you guys. Say it while you can. Tomorrow might be late. Tomorrow might be late. Now for those of you who are not in a family, (coughs) tell the person that you are with how grateful you are for what God has done in your life and what your parents or your children or your spouses Has been to you. Let's do that. I will give you two minutes and ten minutes. (laughs) Okay, let's do it now. Okay. How many of you felt the healing of God when we were saying thank you? You know what? I can see it in my spirit. That restoration is going on and will continue to go on as we become grateful. First, to God, second, to our family members for the good things that we have and thanking him for everything. Amen. Before we go down as we end, God just impress upon my heart we were worshiping this morning. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercies, for they are renewed every morning. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for saving us, Lord God. Even though we, were, we came from a sinful life, Lord, you have redeemed us thank you jesus even for dying on the cross in our place thank you thank you all we can say is thank you thank you i don't think lord that even the english language is enough to show our appreciation to you god you are so good thank you thank you and thank you also lord god for our families lord god Indeed, Lord God, you have allowed them to be part of our lives because you have a plan and a purpose for us. And our family members, sometimes, Lord God, we just don't understand each other. But Lord God, this is part, Lord God, that you are molding us to become like your son. Thank you, Lord God. And Lord God, even as we move on to our next, the next part of our service this morning, as we have the fellowship downstairs. Lord, I thank you that you will bless, Lord God, our fellowship. And Lord God, that we will be a blessing also to others. Thank you, Lord God. And Lord God, we give you all the praise, the glory, the honor, and adoration. They all belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. There's an offering box at the back. In CCF, we don't pass the plate. Okay, now if God is telling you to give something, always give what delights your heart. Remember, when we are in gratitude, we are open to bless others. Amen?